He is risen. He is no longer here. Good morning, Christian America. This is what the angel tells the first arrivers, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, when they go to the tomb to take care of the crucified Jesus. What they find is they find the stone has been rolled away. They find the angel there verifying that Jesus, whom they seek, is no longer in the tomb, but has risen. Let's get into scripture today. The gospel of Mark chapter 16, go through a large portion of it so that we understand what takes place next and why it's so important to us today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort, where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. If you support that mission, if you support what we're trying to do, we don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. You can participate by just liking and subscribing to this podcast, to this uh, YouTube channel, this Rumble channel, and follow us on all the social media platforms. You can also go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, show the world that you put Christ at the forefront of your life, that you love your country, you love your neighbor, and that we all seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, getting into the word today, uh, we're going to prep you uh, by telling you we're going to get you into the, the gospel of Mark chapter 16. If you have followed us on the previous podcast, as we continue this journey through the gospel of Mark, Jesus has entered into his passion. He has been brought before Pilate. He has been condemned to die. He has been crucified. He's been taken off the cross and he's been put into the tomb. And that's where we find ourselves today. I know it's a little bit early for Easter, but Easter time is coming. Resurrection time is coming. We want to prep that, prep you guys with this passage because it's so very important as we continue our journey through scripture as you seek the word of God through scripture that you don't take it out of context that we take it in sequential order in chronological order so that you understand what the author is trying to tell us what Jesus is trying to tell us through the author why it's important and that there, there are no misunderstandings as to what is taking place so that when we formulate how we want to live our lives and we look to that in scripture for the example, for the direction of our own lives, that we don't get led astray by just taking it second or third or fourth hand through pastors or people who, um, uh, uh, whom we encounter day to day and could either purposefully or inadvertently mislead us. And so it's, that's why it's important that we get into scripture. And that's what we try to do here on Monday's podcast is get into scripture in order verbatim. We show it to you. We read it to you so that you understand exactly what's taken place. And then after we know what has taken place, what has been said, then we can discuss what that means in our lives, what it means to you in your life. Uh, and we can take what the word of God has given us uh, uh, personally. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, grab your Bibles, get into the gospel of Mark, chapter 16. <clears throat> chapter 16 says, now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they may come 
and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had, had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they now when he had rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the 11 as they sat at table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Friends, this is the sequential order of what happens when Jesus is resurrected, when he comes back from the dead, when he defeats death, and he's amongst the people whom served him while he was walking his earthly ministry. We know this because Mark, the author who writes this gospel, he's a student of Peter. That's historically documented. Mark is also one who, John Mark, whom we get to know in the book of Acts, who accompanies Paul and Barnabas for a period of time. So Mark is a student of Peter, and he's an accompaniment of Paul, two great individuals to be studying from and, and taking guidance and stories firsthand from them as he writes these things. And so when the unbelievers try to tell you that the gospels aren't true and that they're made up and that they were told and they weren't wrote, written down for hundreds of years, they're wrong. Mark is 
very much acquainted with the very first apostles in this first century after Jesus's resurrection, just only a few years when these things are written down. I want to focus on the truth of the gospel. I want to focus on the truth of this passage that Mark has documented. I just described how he is very much acquainted with Peter, the rock in which the church is founded upon, the rock who was designated that by Jesus himself. It's, it's interesting that in this, in this passage, when the angel comes to the Marys as they enter into the tomb, they tell Mary to go tell his disciples, dot, dot, and Peter, kind of separating Peter himself from all the other gospel, uh, all the other disciples. Peter as someone who is a little extra special because he's been designated the rock by Jesus to find to to found the church the church that we know today and so all of these things matter because historically these are the things that take place when unbelievers and the naysayers try to tell you that this is one big hoax if it was always one big hoax if these things didn't actually happen then why would peter and paul then tell these stories to mark in which the, the same people, the original disciples, the 11 in the upper room, the, uh, the, the people that Mary told these things to, why did they document that those people didn't believe? Because it says in verse 9 that when he rose on the first day, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, the same Mary that he drove seven demons from, right? So this is a a chronological order in which scripture is letting us know exactly who that person is in history. And then in verse 10 says, she went and told all the people who were mourning and weeping about Jesus. So that she went and told the believers, she went and told the disciples. We know in other gospels specifically that she told John and Peter and John and Peter run to the tomb. John arrives first, but doesn't enter because of Peter's position and out of respect for peter's position in the church already just mere days after the crucifixion peter enters first and they encounter an empty tomb right and so mark documents that when mary tells this to the disciples who are mourning and weeping over jesus's death they don't believe if this was made up especially by someone like Peter, especially by someone of the first disciples, why would they condemn themselves in these passages saying we didn't believe Mary when, when she came and told us? The second uh, uh, portion where Jesus appears to the two disciples in verse 12, it says that after that he appeared to another, uh, in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told the rest, but they didn't believe either. So the original disciples, the, the original people who mourned Jesus, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary show up and say, Jesus has risen, the tomb is empty. They don't believe her. They don't believe the other woman. 
Then when Jesus appears to two more of the disciples, they run back and tell the people, they run back and tell the disciples and the disciples again say, we don't believe you either. They're showing their unbelief. If this is fake, if this is made up, if this is not true, if this was all one big hoax, why would they document their own struggle understanding and believing the risen Jesus? It doesn't make sense. And it wouldn't make sense other than Mark is documenting as truthfully as possible the steps that took place when these things actually took place. And then later, as all 11 are in the upper room and they're sitting at table, then Jesus appears to them. It, it, what does scripture say about what Jesus does when he appears to them? Is it all high fives and hugs? It says Jesus in verse 14, he rebuked them in their unbelief and hardness of hearts because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said that to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. These are Jesus' words. This is a, a, a documented chronological story that takes place during this period in time, during this period in history. Yes, it's biblical history, but it's also world history. Pilate being a prefect in Jerusalem at the time that Rome occupied it. Jesus is a historical figure, not just a biblical figure. His resurrection has been studied, and eyewitness accounts have corroborated these stories about how Jesus, who was crucified, who fulfilled the prophecy of the Old Testament prophets, was crucified and rose and was validated, who was seen after his resurrection as proof as to him being exactly who he said he was. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. What does that mean for us? It means for us today that we need to understand that this, friends, is true. It's true. It's morally true. It's physically true. It is as true as it can possibly be. And it's documented as to that fact. Do not be led astray by the idea that these things did not occur. That Jesus was simply a moral teacher, a good guy with some good ideas. Jesus is God himself, the second part of the Trinity, the son of man who came to deliver us from our sins. The new Adam, who instead of having us turn towards the world and tempting us to the world as Adam was, Jesus leads us to the spirit. Jesus leads us to everlasting life. These gospels document that process for us so that we may know and understand and have an idea of what Jesus did for us and the example that he provides for us so that we can seek God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength so that we may love 
one another as we love ourselves, that we may love one another as he have, has loved us. And that we may seek to do the good works, not because the works themselves save us, but because our faith, our belief in him who saves us will drive us, will encourage us, will motivate us to actually do the work, to bear the fruit of being a follower of Christ. Friends, if you like messages like this, again, we don't ask for donations. We just ask for your participation. Participate by liking, sharing, and subscribing to this video, to this YouTube channel, to this podcast, to this Rumble channel, and follow us on all the social media platforms. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come to you on Friday once again. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.